Welcome to the I Want to Meet Nikola Tesla podcast, episode seven. Today, I have a special guest all the way from the United States, Laurie. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Nick? Very, very, very well. Um, so the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about something I'm really passionate about, and that's the carnivore diet. So how about you tell me about your story with carnivore and how you found out and how you got started? Sure. So I started carnivore about eight months ago, back in July. And um, I started it because I was having a lot of GI issues. I was having constipation, bloating, gas, indigestion. Um, and I had been keto for a long time. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on with my body because I was, I, I thought I was healthy. Like I, you know, exercise consistently, um, doing a lot of strength training and everything like that. So um, I started carnivore um, at the advice of my husband who had had some success with it. He started it a few months prior to me starting and it cleared up his skin and also um, like his um, bowel movements also like regulated for him as well. So um, I was basically just at my wit's end. I didn't know what else to try. Yeah. So I tried carnivore, eliminated all, um, you know, vegetables and grains out of my diet. And um, I, I felt better within just a few days. Wow. And the bloating started to go down. Yeah. So that's the main reason. But yeah. then I've had other um, improvements elsewhere. Yeah. Wow, that, that that's incredible. That's a, that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. Like that's kind of similar to how I um the last two guests I've had were um mainly talking about the carnivore diet from a weight loss perspective, but also um I can relate to you in that I've I've had a long journey with uh like I irritable bowel disease and I've been on medications for the better part of the decade and it was about for me about this time last year probably february last year that i thought uh there's that something doesn't add up here like uh and i started to do my own research i came across carnivore and yeah i've uh left the medications and and and, and the doctors behind it's been a immense uh change in my life feel a lot stronger um have never been healthier and yeah it's uh it's incredible and uh, it yeah, incredible. <laughs> yeah, just, it sounds like we have pretty similar stories. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I just looking back at, at the past year, I feel like, yeah, uh, I, I'm still trying to, in a way, I'm just trying to figure out what happened. What is this magic? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, and you just want to spread it yeah. with everyone you know. Um, but it's really hard to talk about because it's not 
not mainstream. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. And I, I, I heard a quote where like diet is kind of like religion, isn't it? Where people are very uh, um, religious about in the like sort of beliefs about diet. So you almost come off as like a crazy sort of religious nut when you're almost trying to like talk about diet. I things. know. <laughs> I know. It's so not that way, though. Yeah. You know, I think that we make a point to try to not be like that. Yeah. You know, to not make it a religion. Um, you know, really, it's about health and feeling better. Exactly. And I think the carnivore community has set a really good example. So far, everyone I've had contact with has been super friendly. There's, it's not dogmatic. Um, and it's all about... Uh, from my understanding, from the experience I've had is like, everyone's just saying it's all about like us feeling better, us feeling healthier. Um, and I've been saying to a lot of people who are interested in carnivore, look, if you're interested in trying it um, and, you, and you're a person that say uh, is all about their morning coffee, you can still have your morning coffee and be carnivore. I'm not going to be upset at you and say, oh, you're not a carnivore or something like that. Because it's all about us. I think um, so far what I've experienced yeah. in the carnivore community, it's about us sort of getting on the right track to better health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that myself. I still haven't given up coffee. It's yeah. something that I want to do okay. very soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why, why, why are you interested in giving up coffee? Um, just because I know it's, it, it's a toxin really, yeah. you know, for just to see how you feel high in, high without it. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, just the cortis, you know, it raises your cortisol levels and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, definitely. Um, I, cause I, in my experience, I went really strict when I started about a year ago, I just went red meat and water. Um, and I understand for a lot of people that sounds like something wow. really intense and really crazy to do, but like, I don't know. And I, I think it kind of was for the first, like yeah. to get used to, but I think after like a couple of months for me, it was kind of like, it wasn't so hardcore. I was kind of, uh, I kind of got used to it, but yeah, there's, there's all these different, like, there is no real strict rules on, like, what you have to do. I think it's mostly about uh, being, f feeling, feeling good. That's what we're trying to get to. Like, not, not dealing with all these terrible symptoms that we're used to, especially exactly. in, like, an I IBS type situation. And getting, you know, I don't think, like, this idea that, I don't know, I've had with, like, dealing with doctors and stuff you just end up in my experience i've just ended up like uh there's no real motivation to get off these drugs um and that's that's no, what i had a problem not. with after a while yeah so i i think that's kind of like what we kind of have to kind of have this discussion which i'm trying to have on this podcast is like what is good health like is it is it being on these drugs or is it getting off these mm. drugs like what what uh what what's the best for us in my opinion is um the less drugs you're on the better definitely um, yeah <laughs> yeah i can i can relate to that um you know because i've been a nurse the last 13 years so 
Yeah. You know, I, I call it sick care. It yeah. really is because we're not trying to prevent these chronic diseases. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I definitely want to that's ask. That's all I'll say about that one. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I also saw on your, cause I did, I had a look at your, uh, um, Instagram profile and, uh, are you, uh, a member of the, the meat RX community? The, I am. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a big fan of Sean Baker and his work. I think he's a, he's like a pioneer in like a health revolution. Um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about that platform and, and the community? Because I, I, I know a little bit about it, but I don't know much. Yeah, so it's, it's a carnivore community. And I just joined about a month ago, I decided to get my um, carnivore coach certification with them. Awesome. But um, they offer online meetings. Um, they have like a bunch, actually more than one um, throughout the day. Um, our big meeting, though, is with Sean Baker, Dr. Sean Baker, every day. Um, for me, that's at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I believe on the Pacific Coast where he is in California. It's like 9 a.m. Pacific yeah. time. So um, the other day, he had some guests on that were really cool. Um, have you heard of the Armstrong sisters? Uh, Armstrong sisters? Yeah, yeah. I have seen them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So he had them on the other day and interviewed them. So that was, that was awesome. And if you're a member, you get exclusive access to those types of things, plus, plus the coaching service services and um, all of the recipes and FAQs that he posts. So it's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, that's, it's like grown a lot, hasn't it? You guys are like a really like, I've seen there's like a lot of coaches and a lot of like, you guys are really, uh, yeah, a big sort of community and you kind of like I, I view it as like a great resource and a great foundation to help a lot of people um and i think dr sean baker he had a he had a good vision um because there's there's a whole lot of sick mm -hmm. people out there and i think you guys have a good foundation and you're like ready to to help people which i think is uh really awesome you guys uh have a great mission and a, and a lot of it is like i think having the right mindset and um yeah so maybe tell me about like a little bit of how what you're you've got a certif certification as a coach so what is your um maybe you can tell me a little bit about your approach as in sort of trying to help people um get into a healthier lifestyle what is like maybe your first pieces of advice without giving too much away obviously yeah, well, no, I mean, it's really about being there for support and guidance, yeah. um, you know, for the client, because a lot of these clients coming in, they weren't carnivore and, you know, their bodies are really malnourished. And when they go carnivore, they're going to have a lot of transition symptoms. Um, and we just help them through that and, yeah, you know recipes 
recipes that would fit into the style of eating that they like. Yeah. Um, things like that. And, you know, me measuring progress, um, but we decide what those measurements are going to be. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. I, I know in the last episode I spoke with uh, a gentleman called Hardy. His name's the Carnivore Chef on Instagram. And we were sort of like debunking some of the some of the barriers to entry that a lot of people would have. So I'm sure this is something you would help people with, uh, with, um, in your coaching. And, oh, definitely. uh, yeah, cause it, it, it's, uh, I think we, we might get a bit like, we might be, I would call it get carried away in a bit of our carnival bubble. Cause we've been on it for a while now. And it, it seems like sometimes it's just like, it's so easy. Yeah. You just, you just get a steak you put it on, you fry it up and, and you eat it. Like what's, what's so hard about right. it? Like, yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe do you want to expand on that? Like what, um, if, sure. if you get what I'm saying, like yeah, you, I mean, you understand some of the, the trouble people have in like getting involved, like even though from maybe our perspective, it sounds a bit easy and like how, how, how's the best way maybe we can um, sort of open the door to people. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, I've always like been in this quest or search for like, what is the perfect diet for me? It yeah. wasn't always for health concerns. Um, thank God, you know, my purpose for that is now my health and not just to look skinny. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you really do, you have to have the right mindset. For me, it wasn't hard because I came over from doing keto, um, so I didn't have as many transition symptoms, but I had the same thought, like, it's, it's really not that hard, like, why do, people, why do people need help to get started? But, you know, you have people eating the standard American diet, and they have no idea what the proper way to eat is, so... Yeah. I think just continuing to educate and, you know, growing the communities like yeah. VRX that provide that support. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's what I think. Yeah. And that's your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's heaps of, I'm trying to, um, yeah. And there's heaps of great content out there. There's heaps of great websites. There's heaps of great, uh, like even Sean Baker's YouTube channel. There's like so much, uh, content out there. And, um, I guess even, even this podcast is another, is. is another effort. And I can understand for a lot of people, it can be very daunting because, uh, there's just so much information out there and you mm -hmm. can just feel like, where do I start? Um, there is. And it, and it can just scare people off, I think, even though a, a lot of the time, as I said, the, the message is quite simple in a way, but there's also like a lot of information out there. And then like, there's also a lot of debates. Um, it's also like, I feel like we're so young in the process, aren't we? There's so much like, uh, so much yeah, like, definitely. we have so much to learn, all of us. I can definitely say that for myself, but I'm just thinking about uh, just a lot of like the sort of the science also has a lot of way. We've got a lot of things to research. Um, we're, I still think we're uh, in mm -hmm. early days in this like, uh, 
health and nutrition. I, I'm, I'm sort of calling it a revolution. I think it really is. I think I'm hoping that um, in the future, um, what we're doing here within the carnivore diet is creating uh, uh, a foundation for like a framework for, for people to, uh, to reach better health. Um, because I think, uh, like, I agree with what you're saying right now, the, the healthcare industry is in, uh, I think there's a lot of confusion and a lot of mixed signals. And, uh, with some of the conversations I'm having here, I'm trying to clear that up and like answer, answer some, answer some of those confusing, um, questions. And I think, uh, what you guys at Meet RX are doing is really good because you're providing, um, people who a lot of people who are maybe used to um having someone walk them through the process because um i i think i'm i'm a person that's maybe an early adopter um and i'm definitely not recommending people do what i do and sort of like leave your like start you know just I think you should uh, stick to your doctor and don't, don't, I'm not recommending everyone just like uh, um, start like uh, leaving their doctor and stuff like I did. But um, I think you should definitely have the idea that, Hey, this person works for me and um, you should be sort of thinking about um, how, how are they sort of um, working for your bottom line, so to speak. And you should consider all, options and i think what you guys are doing at meet rx is awesome because you're kind of like giving people another avenue and, you, and you're kind of like allowing them to uh to have someone to hold their hand so to speak because it, it is pretty scary and i remember like when i first started i was like oh well wow what if what if i get another flare up what if something goes wrong i'll be i'll be uh uh, I kind of would have, to, it would be kind of embarrassing to kind of go back to the doctors or something with my tail between my legs, so to speak. But like, fortunately I've been okay, but I can understand that there's, there's a lot of fear and stigma that is probably uh, holding people back and like uh, all this information is confusing. So I think uh, what I think that I like, I really like the idea of meet RX. Cause it yeah. helps helps clear too. that up yeah <laughs> um so you're also so you're a nurse and i saw you're also a mum. how do you um how, how how do you work the carnivore diet into your kids how do, does that have you noticed any benefits to them do they like it do they do they dislike it is there anything you can share with me oh, about that? definitely yeah yeah so I have three kids. Um, my oldest, it, she moved out. Um, so she does, does her own thing. And then um, my next child is 16. He's, he's a boy. And then I have a six-year-old boy. So, um, you know, I cook all kinds of carnivore meals. I really like to cook. I've always loved to cook. And I've brought that to carnivore because I just, I don't know, so sometimes having a steak is fine, but sometimes I kind of miss, you know, my old comfort food. So I yep. found a way to make carnivore a little bit more creative yeah. um, because I do have, if it was just me and my husband, we would probably just eat steaks all the time. Yeah. So, 
But my six-year-old, he's um, had improvement in his skin. He has eczema. Yeah. So the diet is really helping him. We do allow, we still allow him like some treats here and yeah. there though. So it's not like super strict. And then my 16 year old, um, we've really been encouraging him to do the diet. Yeah. We haven't forced anything because um, yeah. he has asthma, allergies and eczema. Yeah. And um, we just know how much the diet could help him, but he just, he wants to eat his junk food. So it's really hard. Yeah. That, that, that is, that, that's a thing with, that's a common thing I think with teenagers, isn't it? It's uh it's, it, it's a bit harder yeah. to like it. And it's not like, I think I looking back at myself when I was uh, a teenager, like, and I just remember what I used to eat for breakfast, even it was like really sugary, orange juice full of sugar, like a cereal full of sugar. And it's just like, uh, I think it, it, it's like, well, that's what I'm saying. Your kids are really lucky because, you know, you're kind of like breaking this chain that I think a lot of people have had for generations where it's just kind of like, uh, we're yeah. kind of brought up yeah. on this idea of like what, what, of what we think is food, but like, now I, I kind of believe like a lot of that stuff that I grew up with that was food that I thought was food is not really food. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. And I had such a sugar addiction and cravings for sugar. Um, even when I was on keto, I still had the cravings and I know it was because of all the artificial sweeteners that I was, you know, all the keto treats, um, that I was having. And until I cut all sweeteners out, I wasn't able to get past my cravings. So yeah. That's been amazing for me. Yeah, maybe you can expand a little bit of on that because I feel like I've going on carnival, I kind of describe it as like my brain chemistry has changed because I have no cravings at all for okay. eating that cake or the donut or anything. It's just I'm indifferent because I feel satiated and um content yeah. with the steak I've ate eaten. So and that sounds really like absurd uh -huh. to a lot of people. So um what do you have you got any more thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've heard people say that your taste buds kind of reset. Yeah. I don't know. I would agree with that. What exactly happens? Yeah, but I feel the same way that you do. I'm just kind of, eh, you know, I, it, it doesn't bother me to be around the sweets. You know, I can say, no, I don't want that. Whereas before I would have had five of them, you know? Yeah and then felt guilty about it later. So I've really been able to change our relationship with food. Yeah. Um, and that's what I try to help my clients with too. Yeah. Cause I think uh, sugar is probably like one of the hardest things for a lot of like the hardest, one of the hardest addictions, I would call it an addiction for a lot of people to, to overcome. It really is because of, yeah, because of the dopamine. Yeah. And then that, yeah. that, that can even be tough with kids, especially because, uh, of course, you're, 
your brain is sort of wired to want that dopamine hit, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And I know that's what's going on with my son. I wish I could just show him like one good day in a carnivore life. Yeah. And give him a little taste so he would just, because you're basically, I guess you're really taking a leap of faith. Yeah. You don't really know until you try it. Yeah. You know, and it's just trying to, it's hard to convince other people. Yeah. I haven't um, quite figured that one out. Yeah, and we're, we're still all figuring it out. Um, and that's like I, like I was saying, like uh, we, we sort of had that, the, the World Carnival Month in January, and I was sort of telling people, oh, there's a 30-day challenge. You can try 30 days carnival. And then I was speaking to Hardy in the last episode of the podcast, and he said he had a brilliant idea. He came up with the idea of like a five-day carnival ch challenge. And I, I sort of mentioned that to a friend yesterday. And oh. when, when I said five days, he was a lot more interested because he was like, oh, five days sounds a lot more manageable. That's like something I, I, I could get like started. And then, and I think five days is enough to maybe notice. I, I don't a little bit of change in your body perhaps. And then maybe from the, after the five days, yeah. if you feel a bit better, maybe that will give you the motivation or the inspiration to sign up to go, Oh, let's go for maybe two weeks now. And then after two weeks, maybe you'll go for the month. Yeah. And I feel like anyone who gets to the big month, uh, to the one month mark, you almost feel like most of them are kind of like uh, going to want to take, keep going on the journey. Definitely. I think that's a great idea. Or even just starting with one meal a week, you yeah. know, one meal a week and one day a week. Yeah, know? exactly. One of, um, you know, maybe we can have our own day of the week where yeah that's a great idea <laughs> a carnivore day yeah that's a great idea because maybe we yeah. forget you know this is what i was talking about before maybe we're off in our carnivore bubble here but we're just eating our steaks every day and like <laughs> we forget maybe how many people probably haven't had a steak in like like probably six months or something you know like um a lot of but, people yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, just the idea to go on just eating meat all the time is probably like, yeah, it sounds really crazy to a lot of people. Uh, maybe that's the case, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, but it's funny, funny how much you crave it, you know, once you, um, you know, get through that transition period, um, you know, you crave the red meat. I crave red meat. And of course, fat. Yeah. Um, it's it's so crazy. Yeah. The way that, everything just. That goes back to what you were saying about our taste buds changing, and I could agree with you that. Uh, yeah. You know how, you know how maybe you used to love sugar and maybe like look at a cake or something, and like your mouth would water or something like that would have like those uh, triggers in our brain, so to speak. Um, and for me now, it's like when I see yeah. a really fatty sort of steak, I love like for me, that's like replaced that 
thing, that mouth-watering mechanism in my brain. Like when I see like a nicely cooked steak and just like the fat that melts in your mouth. That's that's how my brain has been rewired over the past year. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I also my I, favorite meal is. Go ahead. No, you go. I want to hear your favorite meal. Oh my. Well, my favorite steak is a ribeye and my husband, he pan fries them in yeah. butter and he, and the outside has like this brown crispy char on it yeah. and then medium rare in the middle. That's yeah. my favorite. That's awesome. Um, have I, I, I've, um, with my cooking techniques, like one of the favorite things I've came across is, is a cast iron pan. I, I love, I love using that. I love, I love the sear on that. Um, and recently I had a friend who showed me the, the sous vide. Have you heard of that? Where you cook it in, in the water and it gets it to like perfect. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. And it yeah. gets it to like the perfect temperature of like perfectly medium. That's, that's really interesting as well. So we also have like all these things to explore cooking wise, which I haven't explored. Um, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's a huge journey. <laughs> it's literally no end to it the is. amount of things you can do and learn. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I, I, I look back to when I first started and I feel like it was, just yesterday but i can't believe you know how much i've changed yeah in the time period that's awesome what uh i was gonna ask you what what are some of like the biggest improvements have you noticed any other besides feeling healthier and better um is there any other sort of things that you've noticed for example one thing for me that i really like is just uh like before I remember when I used to go to do my grocery shopping, it'd always be like this thing, oh, what's for dinner? What am I gonna do for dinner? Whereas now for me, it's kind of like, I can just walk into the shops. I uh, just go straight to the steaks um, and I'm in and out very quickly. Where I remember before there used to be like this whole wandering around, walking, not sure what you wanna get. Then you'll walk past some, maybe some of the junk food. You'll probably buy some. Um, while you're wandering around, not wanting, <laughs> like, not sure what to get. Um, so that's like one example for me about just like part of like the unintended sort of benefits that I didn't think of that I've gotten from Carnival. Um, have you got any other examples that you could maybe share? Yeah, definitely. Um, so another major thing that happened for me that I wasn't really planning on, um, but my anxiety and depression symptoms wow. improved and I was able to get off of my prescription medications for that and also for migraines which That's were awesome. kind of tied into my you know my anxiety yeah. but now I control all of that with my diet and with um, exercise so that was another major thing and then um, I definitely agree with the grocery shopping. Like I'm in and out much faster, which is great for me. And I, I spend less money and I know exactly yeah. what I need to get. It's, it's a very easy trip and you know, I'm shopping for four of us. So I, it is 
a large volume of food, but it's it's cheaper because I'm not buying all that junk. Yeah. You know. I think that's a big thing, isn't it? Because one of the things I get when I tell people that I'm on carnivore, they sort of say to me, "How how can you afford it?" Um, and it's sort of like usually my response is is like, um, "Well, most people." we usually eat eat out by lunch during the day. And I'm like, what did you spend on that? And it's like, um, and then I usually tell them that whatever you spent on that, I can pretty much cover. I can eat pretty much all day with just what you spent on um, getting, getting a lunch at a restaurant or something. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I agree with that. And, yeah. and also it's so, it's a lot easier than we think. Like, um, I remember thinking, oh, this is so hard, but like you can literally go to sort of any of the fast food places and just ask for like the patty. Um, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of times you're, you're doing it. That's a lot healthier than, um, a lot of other options, I believe. And it's just incredible that, um, a lot of people could probably be yeah. eating healthier. Yeah. <laughs> if they, if they just got, uh, if they just got the, the beef patty yeah no i agree i actually i did look up like the ingredients at some of our fast food food chains and all the bad stuff is in the bun and you know the ketchup and the yeah cheese. well the, not really real cheese but yeah you know it's yeah incredible. but <laughs> i've also you know i i think a lot of the common ones like increased energy um i already talked about the cravings that really got better um my skin like my skin tone and um you know less wrinkles that's yep. getting better for me that's and awesome hair. yeah <laughs> how do you think your hair's changed in what way i think it's stronger wow than it was before it doesn't break as easily. I have really thin hair to begin yeah. with, so it it definitely helps. Yeah, the the mental health aspect that you were talking about, I think that is very interesting, and I I haven't actually looked I haven't looked into it much, um, but I can definitely agree. It's it's part of like when we feel better and we feel stronger. I definitely think my mental health has improved. Um, but I never really thought about it like when you explained it. Hey, and it's amazing that there is a lot of people like you as well that are noticing um, they're feeling a lot better and um, not needing to take any of the medications. That's a huge step forward. That's awesome news. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have you have to be monitored by your doctor when you're, yeah. you know, doing something like that, and and that's what you know, I always recommend as a coach, like you, you have to, that has to be managed by your doctor. Yeah. But people are able to come off, they're able to come off medications um, for other things too, like cholesterol and their blood pressure and, yeah. you know, their diabetes medication. So it's, That's awesome. it's amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of like my idea, like when I'm understanding sort of like, the coaching that you guys are offering at Meet RX. So you guys are basically in a way helping people sort of work with their doctors and making sure that they're getting the most. Exactly. Out. Yeah. 
That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to also, another thing I wanted they to actually have, go on, go ahead. No, 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 I, I that's fine. Say real quick, they have, um, they have a provider portal now too. Okay. So, you know, they have, that's pretty cool. All right. So what does it, what's, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. What does that mean? The provider portal? Well, you know, it's, it's for doctors basically that, you know, they, they can come on there to learn more uh, about what we're doing or, you know, if, if they want to be part of the community, I don't know specifics cause I've, I haven't been in there and I yeah. haven't heard a whole lot about it. It's, it's, it's pretty new. Yeah. So like I, the understanding I get is if you, you've signed up, the platform has sort of started out focusing more to like patients and helping people, but now you've kind of also got a new section where you're trying to bring in more of the health professionals, so to speak. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's really a great idea. I think uh, I'm really excited for meet RX. I think you guys are, uh, are going to, are going to do some big things and um that, a, a cool thing i think about it is the fact that like it being like an online platform um you know you there's no reason you couldn't help someone if someone from australia wanted to sign up you you could help them right definitely yeah i can i can help you all over the world awesome yeah. awesome <laughs> that's so cool um so another thing, while I was looking at your Instagram, I wanted to ask you about something I'm actually really interested in is you're involved in homeschooling, right? Yes. Well, yeah. it's kind of homeschooling. It's cyber schooling, cyber yeah. school. So I still do a lot of teaching. It is for kindergarten. So I can't just plop him in front of the computer and say, yeah. okay, do your school. So I end up doing a lot of the teaching and, you know, the homework and, the lessons but I really enjoy it um, it was kind of a coincidence that we pulled him out several weeks before everything yeah um, kind of occurred in the world but yeah um, I was so grateful that we did that because you know my son's home right now yeah. from school and they're not even doing it online at wow. this point so is that because in your area yeah. have the have the schools closed down because here here in Perth they're still that's kind of like a big yeah. debate here with like the the politicians and stuff whether to close it or not I heard some I don't really know the situation but I know that some parents have pulled their kids out um and it seems like within the next week or so I think they're probably going to close the schools here but that's as far as I know Yeah yeah they have here so it's it's hard you know when times are uncertain but yeah. um you know hopefully we can so you you've, yeah so you've you've basically sort of just started your sort of homeschooling journey with your youngest right yeah yeah, yeah. and i actually pulled him out because i wanted to be more involved in his education and learning yeah. and um, he was getting us sick a lot this winter. We just couldn't keep him healthy. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, 
I think this is like an exciting opportunity. I think it's going to be rough um, sort of adapting to sort of like this new sort of way of learning. But I, I see a lot of positives in like a homeschool sort of environment because I kind of view that like a lot of, uh, a lot of like the sort of the classroom environment has kind of just turned into like almost in a sense, I kind of view it as a glorified, a bit of a glorified daycare situation where you've got a whole bunch of kids kind of like crammed in a room, right? And like the kids are kind of used to at home, yeah. they're all on their computers, on their phones, like they're used to sort of like a high flow of information. And then, you know, um, when you get into a classroom, um, maybe it might be a bit, a bit difficult for them to sometimes just focus on one teacher saying it and like, yeah, it's kind of like, I think it's part of also, also us embracing the internet more as a tool. I remember when I, I left high school just as smartphones were coming out. So I think the first iPhone came out just at the end of my high school experience. I remember a couple of the kids had some. So I, I didn't experience as much what it's like um, having a smartphones and stuff in schools. But like, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's changed. It's changed. All this technology has changed a lot. And I think uh, I see a lot of uh, positives um, for for us to sort of adapt to all this new technology that all the that all the kids have that uh yeah maybe they can maybe they can be more efficient um and learn better um from home i i don't know do you have any thoughts that you've got to share i'm sure it's it's probably works for some kids and not yeah. for others yeah you know, I don't know if, if kids don't have a good home environment. That's and, a big one. You know, someone to su support them. Yeah. Then they'd probably be better off at a brick and mortar school. But, yeah. I mean, I can't say for sure. Um, yeah. It works for us. And if it does, you know, if it does work for a family, it can, it, there's a lot less time wasted. Mm. I, I would say for the child and for the parents, because, you know, I'm involved in his schoolwork every day. I know what's going on and, um, you know, they're, I'm not going to be surprised by some bad grade and him not. Yeah. Well, that, that's an interesting thing that you brought up about like the family and about how maybe, maybe if, if a kid doesn't have like a good family space at home, they'll probably be better off at the school. And then there's the idea that maybe if that's the case, maybe have we kind of like in some situations, um, maybe the teachers have kind of replaced, um, they're kind of doing some parenting in a way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's hard are. for them to really, hard on teachers. yeah. Yeah. If you, if you have anything more to say about that, like, yeah, Go for it. I, th I I agree, but I I'm I'm not a parent, so I'm sort of trying to I'm uh, trying to get your your opinions, you know, more because I know that a lot more people are going to be sort of in entering this homeschool situation soon, and um, yeah. So any, yeah. any thoughts that you have, uh, you're welcome to share them. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would say if you're if you're a parent and you're considering cyber school because of you know everything that's going on, um, you I would make sure that you're home depending on the child's age. You know, um, if it if it's a teenager, you you still need to be available for them. You know, yeah. throughout the day, a younger kid like my son. I have to basically supervise him with it all day. So yeah. it depends on the age of the kid. If you still have to work, um, you know, how are you going to juggle that? And some of the, some of the schools have classes with, you know, defined times you have to be logged on at that time for a class. Yeah. And that's how my son's works. Um, but others are like all asynchronous. So you're just, working through the the lessons on your own so there's there's different things to consider um but it, it's definitely doable um so i'm actually not working right now yeah. so i'm able to i'm not working a nursing job yeah. I, I will say um i'm just coaching and then um doing the cyber school with my son yeah so it makes it easier for me yeah yeah awesome um yeah thank you thank you for sharing those views on on homeschooling and uh i, I wish you all all the best hey i think you i think uh i think i think i hope that you'll be uh surprised and uh you know i wonder what will be the case now after people may be spending some time doing homeschooling and then eventually when the schools uh do open up i wonder because this is going to be like a new a new sort of test i wonder how many people are sort of going to go ah oh, you know yeah. I'm, I, I much prefer the homeschooling but it's it's going to be kind of like an experiment isn't it and we're just going to find out yeah yeah i mean i tried cyber school with my older kids and it didn't work well with them yeah i um, mean i kind of learned from my mistakes with them um but yeah, there might be some kids that don't go back. They, you know, they might just continue cyber. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. It's all very interesting, isn't it? Um, I think we've covered Good. just about everything. Hey, um, we talked about the carnival. We talked about the Meet RX platform, and even some homeschooling at the end there. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share? You know, I just want to say that I'm I'm grateful and thankful that you had me on your show today. And um, this is something that takes me completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I I hate being on video. I'm still working on it. Um, but because I feel so passionate about um, this way of eating and and living and and how much I know it can help other people. I am willing to put myself out here. Thank um, I, I want to say people. thank you so much for coming on and you were awesome. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, and oh, I was just, I love me. <laughs> that's cool. I was also going to say if there's people who are interested in getting in touch with you for coaching or anything, um, what would be the best way to do that? And I'll put also the links in the description below. Yes, thank you for asking. So they can find me on meetrx.com. 
um, and you would click on book a coach and then you would just uh, see my profile there. Um, I'm in there as Lori N um, and you can find me there. And then also um, Instagram, I'm on there as Lori Ann Napoli. So you can send me a message there as well. Awesome. I also have a link in my bio. Direct. Awesome. That is, that's great. So there you have it, people. That's how you can get some awesome coaching from, from Lori. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Nick. Take care and stay healthy.